Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This episode is brought to you by City Index. You shouldn't have to pay a premium for the most exciting market opportunities. Start trading the biggest companies for less with City Index's commission-free U.S. share CFDs. Go long or short with $0 commission on Apple, Amazon and our full range of US markets both in and out of hours. Visit cityindex.com to try a risk-free demo account today. City Index, invested in your success. All trading involves risk. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 23rd of August, 2022. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about markets and finance and reporting season. I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scott. How was your day, Scotty? It's good. It's sunny outside here in Adelaide, so uh, that's a good uh, positive start after some pretty uh, terrible weather recently. Well, it's pretty terrible weather here in Sydney as I speak, that cold front moving through. And it was a chilly day for investors today as well. Just let me recap where the market uh, finished off. Down significantly, down by 1.2%. In fact, that, Scuddy, I'm pretty sure is the lows of the days. And we fell below the 7,000 mark. So I finished the day up with a good chat with Martin Crabb. And he just said that markets had got ahead of themselves you know, after we had that 75 basis point hike coming through across asset classes. So this is a bit of payback. Yeah, we was just skipping the threat of the global downturn and the, the recession and uh, the earnings downturn and uh, getting excited about the prospect that we might go and see some rate cuts. But uh, unfortunately, uh, maybe we did get a little bit ahead of ourselves. So a bit of payback, I think, was the lowest close we've seen for the benchmark index here locally since late July. Yeah, that's... Um that's sending a chill up my spine as well, Scuddy. Um, it was interesting talking to Martin because, of course, markets getting all G'd up ahead of Jackson Hole. J'd up, I should say, ahead of Jackson Hole that comes through this weekend. And so Martin Crabb reckons that if we get a hawkish Powell, guess what will happen? We'll rally. We'll rally. Yeah. So, look, if there's anything to take away from it, it's that uh, markets are fickle. Is that correct? I think so. And look, time and again, ahead of J-PAL and during J-PAL press conferences, markets typically go and rally. Just go and look at the recent history after uh, Fed meetings and the like. Uh, for some reason, they love listening to him. But the broader message, I think, is still the same. Uh, inflationary pressures are likely to persist for longer, including from that uh, no, news out of uh, Saudi Arabia last night, which I think is going to have longer-term ramifications when it comes to uh, oil prices moving forward and, and broader energy markets. So, Interesting now to see how he goes and plays it, but certainly uh, the markets are, are moving to go and price in quite an aggressive Fed response here and now. Well, talk to us because you spoke with Vandana Hari from Vandana Insights about that oil scenario and OPEC Plus coming out and saying that it might be forced to cut production. What was the takeaway from Vandana? What do we need to know? Uh, that the 
his uh, comments were warranted when it comes to what's going on in paper markets and futures markets at the moment. Uh, very low trading volumes, I know skittish price action, I know probably unwarranted when it comes to uh, some of the price declines. She doesn't think that uh, the prices at this point are too far out of whack, but she understands why he's come out and, uh, and said that you know, potentially they might go and cut output to go and underpin prices. But uh, look where they are at the moment relative to, say, where crude prices were you know, for a long period of time before the pandemic. And certainly it, uh, it does not bode well for a, in a, a sustained, prolonged period of disinflationary pressures coming through. And that uh, suggests that maybe central banks have got more work to do. We also had a good conversation about what's going on in Europe at the moment. Uh, clearly a lot of problems there when it comes to gas and electricity markets. And I uh, know how that's going to go and play out into the European hemisphere. I know the Northern Hemisphere winter, uh, a little bit troubling at this point of time, obviously. And if I can link that, just a little bit of a segue to a conversation I had with Aaron Binstead from Lazard Asset Management this morning. Um, he was talking about Europe and the prices and just the, you know, the extraordinary um, a- energy setup that we have in Europe right now, but he linked it back to Australian equities, what companies he's liking in this environment. It was a really good chat, um, you know, top down and bottom up. <laughs> and so if you want to take a listen, you can access that via the show notes. And if you would like to hear Vandana Hari, she's really good on oil. You can listen to that online as well. Now, today we had the August PMI here in Australia. It is a very uh, little watched <laughs> data point in Australia because, uh, you know, it's it's not really setting the world on fire, but it does give it an indication that we're seeing the worm turn here as well. Uh, you know, slow down inactivity coming through. And it's a precursor to what we will get out of Europe and the UK with the global S&P PMIs coming through. Um, we're expecting to see a further weakening, and I think that's no big surprise given the energy story that we were just telling. Um, a- and then it precedes what we're expecting to see in the U.S. It's hard for me to get a read on U.S. right now because we get a lot of those Fed surveys, and some of them seem to be painting slightly contrasting pictures as to activity out there. Oh, contrasting pictures. Excuse my French, but the bloody the two surveys. So the ISM survey uh, for non-manufacturing PMI painted this picture that it was fantastic and activity was roaring in the uh, the US economy and everything was peachy and uh, no pointing to the need for the Fed to go harder and continue going hard. But then the flip side, the S&P Global survey came out from the US uh, service sector PMI was in contraction territory. So... Who knows? Uh, it's certainly it's hard to get a, a real firm read about what's going on. Those uh, those soft surveys, you no, know, supposed to be lead indicators. They interview a lot of the same kind of firms. So your guess is as good as mine as to why the uh, firms are so stark at the moment. Maybe just uh, some people are really grumpy and some are natural optimists. Yeah, well, we call them Democrats or Republicans in the U.S., right? Well, we oh, get the Richmond we Fed Index tonight. It's expected to weaken further in August, but again, near-term volatility in Westpac's view likely to remain. Um, we'll get housing, um, look into the housing sector there, expected to remain under pressure. I think we've been hearing that from even some of the Australian companies reporting that have exposure to that U.S. housing market. And um, that brings me nicely to Reporting season, Scotty, you like how I did that today? Um, sometimes I can manage the segues at this time in the afternoon. Uh, I'll just run you through some of the, the big moves with the big um, with the big results. Altium, if you remember yesterday, broke as we were on air with this podcast. Altium up by 20%. Ansel up by 8.6. Monadelphus is talking up the outlook for demand for its services up by 5.5%. So those were some of the big moves to the upside. 
Contrast that with Endeavor Group down by 11, close to 12%. Kogan off by 7, 7.5%. And uh, Hub24 down by 2.5% to end the session. So some really big moves off of, um, you know, what com- came through in reporting season. And that, you know, is just scratching the surface. Breville Group, Reject Shop, Charter Hall, ARB. I don't think I've had a conversation with the CEO, Scuddy, that hasn't mentioned cost. I'm trying to think. I've been speaking to a lot of chief executives. That's going to change over the next few days. But, uh, yeah, I dare say I'm having a chat with Rob Scott uh, later in the week, West Farmers, and that's going to be interesting to go get a real litmus test. He's surely going to have some pretty good insights of how things are going on at the moment, not only when it comes to costs, but staffing, supply chains, uh, consumer demand. So, yeah, mm-hmm. plenty to go and uh, you know, chat with him. Staff costs, staff costs. That's a big one. Okay. When we get to the stock of the day, it's a center group. It also reported today. I put the uh, question as to whether they would buy to my guests in studio. Mark Moreland from Team Invest and also Scott Phillips joined us from The Motley Fool. Here's what they had to say. The report was very, was very good. For me, the, the area I would be concerned about is the uh, cap rate, the calculations of the property values increasing because... Um, like REITs as well, it, it mm-hmm. ends up being, the revaluation of properties ends up being quite a large part of what the profitability of the business is. And of course, with interest rates going up, we don't know where they're going to go. You could have a situation where the evaluations actually come down. Uh, and if, that, if that's the case, then that will come in as a negative on their, um, on their earnings. So it doesn't mean it will, but it's definitely a, um, a risk as rates, uh, uh, if, if rates go up much more. A fair business uh, doing as well as it can at the better end of retail, if you're going to be in that space, uh, 14 times earnings, not particularly expensive, 4% dividend yield, pretty attractive for those who want that. So I wouldn't be running away from this one. I don't think it's likely to be a market beater from here. I don't think retail just has that compound growth ahead of it. Um, so you've got that challenge of how do you keep up with what I expect to be a faster growing economy when structurally physical retail is going to probably lose share to online mm-hmm. retail for what I think is probably years to come. So there you have it, uh, not ringing endorsements of the company. They both said that they wouldn't be buying it. So that will not be put in front of the investment committee. Uh, Scotty, before we turn to other subjects, I would encourage our listeners, if you're interested in more analysis on reporting season, more buys, holds, and sells, look, we've got a whole area of the website where you can click on reporting season and uh, get a lot of the analysis. Also, CEO interviews that we've been doing. It'd be a shame not to uh, get across those if there's a company that you're particularly interested in. And via the show notes, we've got uh, David Lane wrapping some of today's um, today's results. I mentioned um, Aaron Brinstead from Lazard Asset Management. And we've also, I believe, got Sean Hickman, who is from uh, Market Matters, accessible via the show notes that talk sort of big picture about markets. Um, Scotty, what were you writing about in your view today? I haven't had a chance to um, to listen in, so I'd love to know. Yeah, I had a chat about uh, what's going on with Saudi Arabia's energy minister in the comments last night. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to go and underpin oil markets. So, no unofficial spokesperson for OPEC Plus when it comes to our output. And uh, now the threat every time we see oil prices go and dip around that 90 bucks a barrel for WTI, about 95 for uh, for Brent. Uh, that threat's going to get rolled out again. So when it comes to disinflationary pulse, we're not going to go like we see it, at least from energy markets. And that's going to have a really big, broad implications for other prices across not only goods, but uh, services. So I reckon it just adds to the, uh, the case that uh, central banks are going to keep going hard for longer. 
And of course, that brings with it the uh, the risk down the line that we might go and overshoot and something a bit more nastier takes place. But uh, that's what the decision's been made by the Saudi oil minister and uh, we have to live with it. Yeah, well, very powerful, uh, obviously, in terms of that market. Now, tomorrow here locally, again, nothing... No major data that's expected. We get durable goods orders and U.S. pending home sales Wednesday in the United States. And we mentioned that we get the global purchasing manager surveys in the U.S. and Europe and the U.K. and the U.S. Richmond Fed Manufacturing Index tonight. And reporting season coverage continues here on Ausbiz. We're, we're loving it. We're, we're enjoying it a lot. On the 24th, we've got, um, look, we've got, well, I don't even want to go through the list. It's so long, but we'll be hearing from Cole. So that will give us a good look into that Staples space, which some say is a defensive area of the market. Domino's Pizza. What about staff costs? What about input costs? I mean, that all sort of speaks for itself. We get Elmo. We get Frontier Digital Ventures. We'll be speaking with the CEO there. But um, yeah, getting a lot of these retailers coming through in the next few days, Scotty, which should be interesting to, to get a gauge as to what's going on out there in the real spending economy and potentially, you know, what's to come. It's all about the outlooks, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Having a chat with uh, Chris Ashton from uh, Wally. So, interested to see what's going on in that uh, energy services space. Lots of uh, no inflationary pressures evident there. Also, a shout out to uh, John Bromhead, uh, ANZ banker, FX strategist. Done some really interesting uh, research when it comes to uh, being able to go engage likely movements in currency markets from what's been tweeted. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to having a chat with him in the Pulse tomorrow afternoon. That's cool. Also, we'll be talking about the Tesla stock split. It happens tonight, I believe, after the U.S. close. So we'll be getting some analysis from CMC Markets' Azim Sheriff around that. What does it mean? What's happening? How it will impact the market and trade going forward? So, look, there is lots going on outside of reporting season. It's just that sort of pulse focus, particularly we're in this limbo waiting to hear from Jerome Powell at Jackson Hole a little bit later on. Scotty, did I forget anything today? Do you, do you need to, to word me up, word us all up? No, just uh, make sure you pack a brolly for the way home, <laughs> and I can tell you that there's, uh, there's, there's bright, uh, bright skies coming down the pipeline over the next 24 hours or so. There's always light at the end of the tunnel, isn't there? All right, Scotty, have a good night. You too. Take care. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.